Hi there. Uh, welcome to 5-Minute Psychology. This is the vlog slash podcast dedicated to discussing, discussing fun facts and findings in psychology in a quick and hopefully concise manner. My coffee just kicked in. Um, today, we're going to talk about cognitive dissonance. This is a really famous psychological finding, um, and it gets thrown about a lot, um, although I'm not sure that everyone really understands what it is. Um, Let's just kind of cover the sort of biggest, most famous study on this. So what would happen is people would be brought into a lab and asked to perform something really boring. Um, imagine, for instance, that we bring you in and we ask you, okay, I have a thousand pennies on the floor. I want you to fill this piggy bank with one penny at a time, then empty it and do it all over again. And we're going to do that like five or six times. Super boring. Super boring. Then, right? Um, as they finish that task, and they've done it for 10 minutes, 20 minutes, whatever, um, they would be told, okay, just so you know, the next participant is in the waiting room right now. They're about to come in. So before you leave, um, I, I, I can pay you like a dollar if you go into that room and you just tell them it's an exciting task. Like we really want people to be engaged and excited to come in. So could you just tell them it's an exciting task before you leave or it's an interesting task? And that would be what some participants were told. Other participants would be told that the same thing, but for like $20, right? So the difference is getting paid $1 to sort of tell, uh, fudge the truth, or getting paid like 20 to 30 whatever dollars to fudge the truth. And because most people are gracious and helpful, um, people go, sure, okay. So they go into the next room and they tell the uh, waiting participant, um, yeah, uh, this task was really interesting that they had me do. They're probably going to have you do it too. It's probably really interesting, really cool, whatever. Then all of the participants would be asked to rate how interesting the task actually was, right? Like how much fun did you actually have? Was this an interesting task? And the people who only got paid a dollar would say that the task was more fun and more interesting. Wait, what? What's going on here? Why would someone who's getting paid less, right, then say that the task was more fun or more interesting or whatever. That doesn't make any sense. Well, the hypothesis, right, is that getting paid a dollar is not enough money to justify fudging the truth like that or to justify doing the task at all. So instead, what you do is, wow, I told someone that this was a fun task and they didn't really pay me enough money to lie, so I must have told them of my own free will which means that I must have thought the task was actually kind of interesting. So a task that maybe wasn't interesting, we then think was interesting, what's going on here? Well, psychologists like to interpret this, right, um, in such a way as to say that we don't know ourselves very well. And like a lot of studies find this, like we think we know ourselves well, but it turns out we make a lot of retrospective judgments. What does that mean? It means we look back at the behaviors that we've done and then we make some kind of conclusion. So I helped an old lady across the street this morning. I must be a really sort of caring, honest person. Or um, I, uh, someone started talking to me on the elevator and it was an interesting conversation and I really chatted their ear off. Maybe I'm extroverted, right? Or um, I went to this party and I didn't know anyone. Um, and usually I talk to people, but I didn't talk to anyone today because I'm uncomfortable. Maybe I'm introverted. You know, like we're making causal conclusions based on past behavior, right? Um, so, as I typically do, I like to turn the tables and discuss sort of creativity and art for a little while. I think this is why a lot of sort of self-help narratives or sort of um, 
inspirational posts on magazines and blogs uh, telling people that if you want to be sort of a more creative, a more happy person or whatever, that you need to start with action. Um, and a lot of therapists do this too, right? If you want to be, if you want to be uh, a writer, um, it's not important that you sort of think of yourself as a writer first and that'll help you write. It's, it's more important that you just start writing and then you'll start thinking of yourself as a writer. So if you want to be a creative person, right, just start creating. If you draw something every day, then chances are at the end of five days, you're going to look back and go, wow, I'm, I'm such a creative person. I'm such an artist. Look at what I've done. Um, versus, right, thinking that like if I just keep thinking of myself as creative, maybe that'll inspire me to do something. So action first, um, and the rest follows. Go and do. Um, I know that that's easier said than done. But again, the research kind of backs that up. Um, so cognitive dissonance, however, I should make a distinction, um, that's sort of typically described as self-perception, right? My self-perception is based on past behaviors. Cognitive dissonance is important because it's a, about sort of reconciling neg negative or uncomfortable things. Why did I do that thing? I don't seem like that person makes me uncomfortable. Maybe I did it because of such and such. So yeah, um, that is the quick and dirty discussion on cognitive dissonance. If you are interested by this and you want to hear more, follow me on my SoundCloud, or you can watch more of my uh, vlogs, uh, Five Minute Psychology, either on SoundCloud or YouTube. Um, or you can check out my website. I will post the link below. Otherwise, I'll see you later.